Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is The Surge Effect, and I'm your host, Mike Surge. This podcast will be talking about anything and everything, life in general to current events and past events, and all things about this beautiful and wonderful world that we live in. And this podcast, well, it'll probably have an effect on you. Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of The Surge Effect. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about uh, 2020 election and, um, you know, a little bit of shenanigans. And uh, before we get into it, first I'm going to mention two of my sponsors. My first sponsor that I'm going to mention today is Love My Legs on Sound Grey Bruce. If you click on the link below in the description, it'll take you right to their Facebook page. Uh, you'll see all the items they have to offer. And they have three uh, styles of uh, waistbands, and they are the only lifetime guarantee in the business. So head on over and check out what they have to offer. Our next sponsor for today is He Shirts, She Shirts. Same thing. Click on the link below, head on over to their uh, website, and check out what they have to offer. They are more than just a t-shirt company. They have all kinds of clothing that you can purchase. All right. Let's get into today's podcast. So today's podcast, we're going to be talking about um, the 2020 election. And of course, um, people say it was a little shenanigans going on, little shenanigans, and other people say that it wasn't. But um, I'm going to show you a few videos and uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about some things uh, in those videos. And uh, hey, by the end of the podcast, you may or may not agree with uh, what I've said. And uh, hey, like I've always said, to feel free to leave any comments uh, down below. Just let me know what you think. Um, if you've never heard of um, 2,000 Mules, uh, 2,000 Mules is a... Um, little documentary by a fellow by the name of uh, Dinesh D'Souza. And he did an amazing job, I thought, of explaining um, what has basically, what he thinks has kind of transpired and um, what the information that he has uh, that he had received and information that he had uh, collected. Uh, but I'm just going to play you a little bit of a trail here at the very start so you can hear it. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. Let me say it again. The 2020 election was the most secure election in American history. Let me begin by asking a very simple question. Do we know the truth about what really happened in the 2020 election? I think millions of Americans know something went wrong and they have little pieces and no one's really put it together. I'm agnostic on this question and I, I am awaiting more information. If I believed the president were a Nazi, I might steal an election. Bold accusations require bold evidence and they haven't seen it. We have been working on something big. Show me the money. Can we meet? I've been working with Greg Phillips. He has a deep background in election intelligence. True the Vote has the largest store of election intelligence for the 2020 elections in the world. No one has more data than we do. We identified in Atlanta 242 mules that went to an average of 24 drop boxes 
But Philadelphia alone, we've identified more than 1,100 mules. What is a mule? Person picking up ballots and running them to the drop box. This is not grandma walking her dog. Bad backgrounds, bad reputations. They are interested in one thing, that's money. And in no shape, in no way, in no time is that legal. This is organized crime. Do you have video evidence? Four million minutes of surveillance video around the country. What you're about to see is disturbing. So this is uh, one o'clock in the morning. Don't we all vote at one o'clock in the morning? So one night, this person, this mule, went across six counties to 27 different drop boxes. I call it the Mexican Mafia, seriously, because uh, they, they work like that. So that, in a nutshell, is um, what's been going on, of course, they figured in the States, because what they did was the geopolitical tracking of uh, cell phone. And they know where you are within a couple of meters, basically. And they um, took all that information, and they found out that people were going to these drop boxes, not one, not two, but like sometimes hundreds of different drop boxes, the same individual. Uh, anyway, it's quite intriguing. It's something to um, something to check out. It gives you an idea of, uh, you know, could it, could it have been done? Could it not have been done? Right? Raises questions, obviously. Um, with Trump, of course, uh, raising the questions uh, in regards to uh, whether or not it, it was a stolen election, if the election was uh, was uh, um, you know rigged in any way, or if there was shenanigans going on in any way, um, he's up in charges right now because of that. But it, it's his free speech; it's, it's his way of saying, "Hey, listen, you know, I, I believe that there's something going on." Well, that's their First Amendment right to do that in the United States of America, and. It's kind of comical because the Democrats themselves have done the exact same thing. And they have mentioned the same thing, but I don't see any of them going to jail. And I'm just going to show you a little clip here of uh, this is Trump's lawyer in one of his impeachment hearings. And he was uh, showing some clips of their Democrats doing the same thing. You claim that it's wrong to object to the certification of election results. You, along with your allies in the media, attempted to cancel and censor members of this chamber who voiced concerns and objected to certification. Manager Raskin, you'd been in Congress only three days when you objected in 2017. It's one of the first things you did when you got here. I have an objection because 10 of the 29 electoral votes cast by Florida were cast by electors not lawfully certified. Is the objection in writing and signed not only by the member of the House of Representatives, but also by a senator. It is in writing, Mr. President. Is it signed by a senator? Not as of yes, Mr. President. In that case, the objection cannot be entertained. Mr. President, I object to the certificate from the state of Georgia on the grounds that the electoral votes were no not... Debate. There's no debate. I object to the certificate uh, from the state There's of North of Carolina based on violations of the voting rights no There's no debate in the, the joint government. session. I object because people are horrified. Four. Section 18, Title 3 of the United States Code prohibits debate. Um, I object. Objected Five. to the counting of the electoral Six. votes 
of the state of Ohio. I object to the certificate Seven. of the state of Alabama. The electors were not lawfully certified. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina because again. of the massive voter suppression and the closing no, of voting polling booths. There is no debate. There is no debate. There is no debate. And the massive the voter suppression that occurs The gentleman will suspend. I have an objection to the electoral votes. The objection is oh. in writing, and I don't care 10, that it is, not, it is not signed by a member of the Senate. I do not wish to debate. I wish to ask, is there one United States Maxine. senator who will join me in this letter? Maxine Waters standing up and uh, you know saying, hey, can I get a senator to sign this for me? Uh, so there you can see it. It goes on and on and on. That goes on for quite some time. Uh, a lot of Democrats standing up and uh, objecting to... Um, the election. So why aren't they being charged? Or what's next for them? Are they going to be going to to court to, to answer for what they've done? They're simply asking a question. They're really, you know, they're saying, "Hey, I don't I don't think that uh I don't think that it was uh fair or I don't think it was right or whatever." Okay? Okay, so I'm going to move on here just a little bit. Um and we're going to talk about the numbers. So like Joe Biden, I'm going to pop this up here. Uh, Joe Biden, he won 81,283,098 votes. It says it's 51%. Uh, he's the first U.S. candidate, presidential candidate, to have won more than 80 million votes. Trump won 74 million says it's 46% of the votes. So that was more than any other presidential candidate has ever won in the history of the United States of America. Um, that's pretty, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive uh, numbers, if you ask me. But if you're to sit down with your calculator and just do some simple math, here's some more numbers here. That's more than 159 million Americans voted in 2020. That's 159,633,396, it says to be exact. That's the largest total of voter turnout in the United States history and the first time more than 140 million people actually voted. The voter turnout in 2020 was the highest in 120 years. Wow. No, that's a good question to ask. How come? Why? Why? Why was there such a huge turnout? Anyway... You have to go all the way back to like 1900 to find a higher percentage turnout. And then he even goes farther back than that. The election of 1876 holds the record for the highest turnout of 82.6%. That, of course, was also one of the America's most controversial and consequential elections and not in a good way. Anyway, you guys can play with those numbers yourself. Add them up. Figure out what you think. Since, uh, like I said, Trump got 74 million and Biden got 81 million. So, since these numbers are fairly large, let's look at the uh, inaugural turnout for the numbers here. I'm just going to show Hi, you Joseph. a uh, just going to show you a little video clip here of. Um, Biden's inauguration and Trump's inauguration, and uh, let you have a look here. Robinette Biden Jr. do solemnly swear that I will faithfully execute that I will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States. Office of President of the United States. Let's up a little bit. You can see that the inauguration ceremony looked very different. 
and other ones. Look at the numbers. These are the huge crowds that are typically packed the National Mall for this event. Huge numbers. Look at the number of people that were there for that one. And those are flags. Literally flags flying in, in, in fields. Look at the people that were there that were providing. They're next to no, nothing. You got to remember, 81 million people voted for this guy. 81 million people. And here's Trump. John Trump. When he, uh, that I will faithfully execute. Speed up a little bit here. See his president numbers? There's of his the numbers. United States. The That's overlooking Trump's numbers. United States. Okay. So that's just uh, Biden and Trump, and then people will go, oh, well, that's just, you know, whatever, camera angles, whatever. Well, here's another uh, video that I found on the Internet, and, and anyone else can, can find the same thing. They, there's two, two different views of inauguration, one of um, uh, Trump and one of Obama. So let's have a look. Here are the, here are the numbers. You can see it. They do a little side pan, too, as well. Left side is uh, Obama, and the right side is Trump. Look at the sheer numbers. Obama had less than 81 million people vote for him, but he was supposedly the most popular president in the history of the United States. He had a pretty great turnout. Trump, not so many, of course, but his is still fairly, fairly substantial, if you ask me. Now, what I'm going to do is play another video for you and this one here is of a uh, news reporter and he's up on top overlooking Biden's inauguration have a listen hey guys we're here at the um, inauguration it's the most bizarre scene you ever saw in your life There's like a hundred people at the Biden inauguration. <clears throat> and um, it's dystopian. So, there's nobody here. There's like more people up here with the press overlooking the Capitol than there are at the inauguration. Uh, we're here with Fox News and CNN and... <clears throat> This guy, great. This guy, Eric, is great from TBN. He's a Middle East correspondent. <clears throat> really great coverage. Um, you know, conservative. Look at the people. Look at the people that are not there. So again, it's freezing here. It's like 25 degrees. It's snowing. Um, Kamala Harris and Amy Klobuchar just spoke. <clears throat> There are more people at the West Palm Beach Airport waiting for Trump than there are here at the inauguration. Uh, truly an incredible time in our history. You know, I've been to past inaugurations for W and Trump. You know, there were 500,000 to a million people at each event, and even Obama got close to probably 700,000 or something like that. Um, it's Exactly. That's one I was just showing you there a minute ago about the numbers between Obama and Trump. Eerie. You know, 
the first time Biden got thousands of people to his event, but they're all National Guardsmen who were forced to be here. Um, there is no security threat down here. Uh, it's just a lie. And I think they brought in these 25,000 troops because Biden couldn't get enough people to his inauguration and to cover. So that's quite amazing when you look at the when you look at that that view as opposed to the one from Obama or even Trump for that matter. Uh, eighty one million votes. This guy got eighty one million votes. It just boggles my mind. Hey, listen, I, I don't you know love Trump. I don't hate the guy. Same with Biden. I don't love him. I don't hate him. I got no dog in the hunt. But numbers don't lie. Pictures don't lie. Videos don't lie. And when you see stuff, you just kind of say to yourself, things don't seem right. They just don't seem, they seem a little off. And uh, even to this day, you'd be hard-pressed to find, like, Biden surrounded with huge crowds shouting USA or shouting Biden's name or excited to see Biden, uh, you know, really patriotic. And you'd be hard-pressed to find that. I'd like to see it. Leave some in the comments. Leave leave some in the comments for me if you could. But like to give you an example, so here's here's Trump doing one of his rallies. And this is back in like 2017, before he became president, and when he was doing a lot of his rallies. And he even does rallies to this day, like once, two, sometimes three a week. And there's like twenty, thirty thousand people. It's insane. So here's one here in 2017. And uh, this one here, he's he keeps he always tells the uh, the people to turn around and uh, that are using the cameras turn around and see the crowd. Most times they don't. This time they happen to. So check it out. Want the cameras to span the room? Go ahead, fellas, watch. They don't turn them. They don't turn them. They don't turn them. Go ahead, turn them. Look, turn the camera. Go ahead, turn the camera, ma'am. Turn the camera. You with the blonde hair, turn the camera. Show the room. Go ahead. They don't turn them. Why about, hey, you in the center, why don't you turn your camera? Show them how many people come to these rallies. Turn them. Go ahead, turn them. Go ahead. And that is in a, an airplane hangar. Place is packed. Right? Place is packed. Yeah. And in 2020, of course, he got 74 million votes. And like I said, Biden got 81 million votes. So here is, uh, here, here's a, I mean, this is it's kind of bizarre, but this is a, a little rally that, uh, that Joe Biden did. And um, I think Barack Obama was showing up to this one, I believe. But notice the little circles that are in the, the circles that are in the um, this area right here, right there, circles. Those are for people to sit in their chairs. And uh, that's an aerial view. And you see some of these people sitting down here in the, looks like they're in their, I don't know, like a little tent or something. And there's like one, two, three, four. You can literally count the cars. And um, you can probably find this rally on on the internet as well of, of when he was talking but there's the stage it's like a drive-in like a drive-in uh, rally like a drive-in or drive-through kind of bizarre but once again this guy got 81 million 
American votes. Here's a uh, here's another one when he was doing a rally, and uh, people were in chairs. They were just sitting in their chairs and uh, listening to him talk. That was one, and here's another view. Same kind of a situation. Kind of bizarre. Really, really bizarre. Um, but anyway, like I said, to this day, President Trump gets crowds that are just over the top. Now, this one here was in uh, UFC 287. And uh, there's about 20-some-odd thousand people at this uh, UFC in, two th in, in, in 287, UFC 287. And uh, listen to them chanting for Trump and USA. It's just uh, amazing. Yeah, so that was, uh, like I said, UFC 287, and there they are. They're just screaming, standing on their feet, shouting out uh, for for Trump. And this one here was just literally the other day. This was UFC 295. This was in New York, Madison Square Garden. There was well over 20,000 people at this one. Same thing. Here we go. <laughs> Over 20,000 people at that one, and they are freaking out because Trump walked in with uh, Tucker Carlson, and um, that's just wild. Anyway, like I said, <laughs> picture or video is worth a thousand words, but he got 75 million, and and uh, or 74 million, and, uh, and Biden got 81 million. So here's a gentleman here that was on the uh, Timcast podcast, and he was talking about because people are always they always say, well, there's no proof that there was any election interference or any election fraud or anything like that. That's horseshit, absolute horseshit. There is so much stuff out there; it's unreal. But mainstream media doesn't cover it, and uh, it's like a taboo subject. YouTube, it's just a taboo subject, and a lot of other different uh, mainstream media is a taboo subject. You, you, you can't talk about it. But here's a gentleman here who was talking about the machines. And this guy was on uh, Tim Pool podcast. Uh, check this guy. Everybody has to say. Google alone shifted more than 6 million votes to Joe Biden. Now, by the way, I supported Hillary Clinton. I supported Joe Biden. I lean left myself. Uh, so I should be thrilled, but I'm not thrilled because I don't like the fact that a private company is undermining democracy and getting away with it. And there's no restrictions on them whatsoever. Absolutely none. They have an absolutely free hand. So they do what they're doing blatantly and arrogantly. Quick example of another ephemeral experience to show you how blatant and arrogant this is. Florida in 2022. OK, so we were monitoring Florida because one of the key swing states. Uh, on election day, November 8th, all day long, Democrats in Florida were getting go vote reminders on Google's homepage. Wow. Uh, conservatives, Facebook, not so much. In other words, 100% of Democrats in Florida were getting those reminders all day. 
59% of conservatives. That is an extremely powerful and blatant, but you know, if you don't have a monitoring system in place to capture all that ephemeral stuff, the FEC should be all. You don't know. This is a this is a party in kind uh, donation yeah. to the party to the candidates. They should be all. The FEC is They're the not going to switch. You know, so they won't. yeah. But so Donald, but President Trump beat beat the cheat 2016. Well, I think he beat the cheat in 2020. Well, well but, then, but he's then, not president, so I know. Really well, but so <laughs> you know, 70 70 thousand vote differential. Yeah. When we know that there are these. Well, you, you, I would agree with you, smaller amount of cheat, but through, you know, different tech. Well, if, if this is true, I mean, then Trump's popularity is... Is huge. Oh, yeah. Huge. It, it, it yeah. Was, it, a collective, what was it, 44,000 votes in three swing states are what stopped Trump from uh, 2020. Uh, from that's, that's right, exactly. Eric? Now, well, one thing we've learned how to do, this is very recent, by the way, in our work, we've learned how to look at an election that took place, look at the numbers, and we can factor out Google now. So in 2020, uh, Trump won five out of what were generally considered to be 13 swing states. Mm -hmm. If you factor out Google, Trump would have won 11 of those 13 swing states. <laughs> New York and California. That's and There's Tim Pool there. Um, yeah, so those guys were monitoring, monitoring uh, uh, numbers and monitoring vote counts and stuff like that. It's their jobs, what they do. Here is another one that just literally occurred a few months ago, and this has to do with um, the same thing. But uh, people are like, oh, there's no evidence. There's, there's nothing out there. But this literally happened just the other day, uh, a few months ago, sorry. And this was, um, this was reported on. So uh, listen to this. Voters went to the polls to vote on a local county commissioner race in District 2 between Lauren Alexander, Marshall Orson, and Michelle Longspears. The end result from the Dominion machine showed Lauren Alexander received 34.67% of the vote, Marshall Orson receiving 41.35% of the vote, and Michelle Longspears receiving 23.98% of the vote. In Georgia, if one candidate doesn't get above 50% of the vote total, a runoff election is automatically held between the two top candidates, meaning Michelle Longspears was cut out of the race. But Michelle Longspears felt odd about the numbers, so she visited different precincts to double-check the tallies. Guess what? She noticed that in some precincts she didn't receive a single vote. But how is that possible that a candidate with 24% of the vote total finds precincts where she didn't receive a single vote? While statistically alarming, the real surprise came when she realized there was not one vote cast for her in her own precinct, the same one where she and her husband voted for herself. Spears immediately demanded a hand recount of the results and got one. On June 1st, the results were released, and the difference between the Dominion machine count and the hand count was shocking. After the hand count, Lauren Alexander gained 355 votes, Orson lost 1,298 votes, and Spears actually gained 3,620 votes, making her the new runoff candidate. And here's the best part. When you add them all up, the hand count shows 2,810 votes more than the Dominion machines reported on the 24th. This is huge. In a small county commissioner's race, with 15,500 votes total, the Dominion machine tally was short by nearly 3,000 votes. What does that say about all the other races that were conducted on these very same machines? This is proof that the machines cannot be trusted. The alarm had not been sounded. No one would have ever known. See, we eat what we are fed via the news media. 
and everything that they they report on, we lap it up just like the Russia, Russia, Russia that was that was shoved down everyone's throat for four years. That was bullshit. Same principle. So if somebody keeps telling you the same thing over and over again, you're just going to eat that same thing up. But no one gives you anything else to go by. No one else gives you any other information. And chances are, if other information does come out there, they go, oh, that's a conspiracy theory or that's bullshit or that's uh, you know misinformation. Well, check into it. See if it in fact is. And if it is, then you can, you can rule it out. But until then, what do you got? What are you left with? Right? It's, uh, that's why Trump is, um, I'm going to throw this little thing here. That's why Trump is going to uh, demand that the election fraud trial be televised, <clears throat> excuse me, televised so the public can see it is nothing more. It's just dreamt up. It's an unconstitutional charade. So that's what he wants, like, because he spoke out, like I played at the start of the podcast there, with the Democrats were speaking out against uh, about the numbers that they didn't believe were true, and because he spoke up, he's getting dragged through the court system because of it. So he wants it televised so the world can see, and hopefully, you will see all the stuff that uh, that I've posted here, and you'll see numerous, numerous other things. There's so many other things out there. It's unbelievable. Um, you can find it for yourself. I, f I found that stuff in like 20 minutes, not even, 25 minutes maybe. Didn't take long at all. And there's a ton of other stuff, but I'd be here for hours, so I'm going to try to cut it short. So this is you know, basically a half-hour podcast. It's really quick. So listen, that is the end of the podcast. Please leave any comments below uh, for anything that I've talked about. I'm sure that... Um, you probably have things that you've seen. Leave some links in there so you can share it with other people. Share this video as well. It's much appreciated. But I've always uh, appreciate the people who've subscribed to my channel, uh, liked my channel. It helps with the algorithm. So like the videos as well. And if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe and ring the little bell. You ring that little bell and you will be notified on any future videos that I post. My videos can be also found on Rumble, rumble.com. Uh, I can also be found on all uh, iPhones as well as Androids using the app for podcasting. Just simply type in The Surge Affect with an A, a all one word, and you will see my black logo TSA with my microphone on it. Um, I'm on social media as well, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and um, I try to spread myself around. So please share my videos and um, hopefully more people can uh, get on the wagon. Much appreciated, like I said, for everyone that's listened to my podcast and for tuning in and listening to me. Until next time, everyone, please have yourself a great day and catch you on next podcast. Cheers, everyone. This episode sponsored by He Shirts, She Shirts. Go to www.heshirtsheshirts.ca. Just type in the letters TSA, the surge effect. When you check out, type in TSA for your coupon and receive 10% off your next purchase. Thanks for listening to today's podcast, everybody.